Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Whether you're in your garden or hiking through the woods, we have you covered. Call now with your outdoor questions. In Appleton, call 281-1150 or outside the valley, 866-887-1150. From the Myron Construction Studio of WHBY, it's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Good morning and welcome to Outdoors. I'm Zach Morris. Now time to introduce in our host, and that is the guy that knows everything about the great outdoors, and that is Rob Zimmer. How's it going, Rob? Good. How are you? Good. Well, trying to stay warm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's been everyone's goal over the last couple of weeks. And I'll have to admit, it had to be about two or three weeks ago you mentioned the top ten list for fun things to do during the cold snap. Now, when I was oh, listening yes. to that... You know what? Four or five days. That's it. We'll get out of it. It's been going on for weeks now. It lasted a lot longer than uh than we thought it would, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe you need to be a top twenty list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hopefully people got out and did some of those things because there was a lot to do. Uh, you, well, there still is lots to do. So, and we'll talk about more things today. Yeah, it's just. It's amazing. I'm at that point where you cannot tell the difference between yeah. <laughs> 10 above or 10 below because yep. it's just cold. We're just used to it. And uh, yeah, every every day it's whether it's 5 below or 10 below, I don't think it really matters anymore. It's just it's just chilly. That's all we know. Yeah. But what have you been up to this week, Rob? Uh, lots of stuff. I did lots of despite the cold, I actually had some of my best uh, adventures this week. I did lots of traveling around again. Um I went. Uh, one of my favorite things that I did this week was went up to uh, near the Green Bay area. I went to a couple of the the big frozen waterfalls up there, and there's like ice caves that you can actually walk behind on some of these uh, if they haven't been broken yet. It looked like some people were trying to smash some of the ice. You know, the, the huge icicles that can be, you know, fifteen twenty feet high. A lot of them were busted off already. And uh, but um, at Weequiock Falls and Fon Ferrix Glen, it was really cool to just be able to walk behind the waterfall and. And uh, it's frozen right now. So you're walking behind this curtain of ice that's like six feet thick and you go inside these caves and it's just amazing. You can check out pictures and video on my Facebook page at Rob Zimmer Outdoors. So I put lots of pictures and video up there of that. Um, also went up to Cave Point to see the ice up there. That's just gorgeous. If you want something really cool to do this weekend, just take a drive up through Door County and stop at Whitefish Dunes and Cave Point and just walk the trails along the shore. Uh, the ice sculptures and the ice formations are just stunning. And again, uh, my Facebook page, my cover photo right now is from Cave Point on Tuesday. So check those out. You can't, you just can't beat it. And with 32 tomorrow, 33, whatever it's going to be, you're not, you're not even going to be cold. You can wear shorts and Crocs like I'm going to be. So get out there and explore. Yeah, I mean, 27 for the high right? tomorrow. I know. That's like... 40 degrees warmer than it is right now. It's going to be a, a complete change. Or yeah. even when we're at 50 negative, degrees warmer. We're yeah. at negative 15. I mean, that's going to be an ultimate yeah. shift. And almost and, 40 on Wednesday and, and we're Thursday. still going to be under freezing when the high is 27. Yeah. But you'll feel the warmth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Can't wait. That's you will. Be, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I saw lots of birds this week too. I did a lot of bird watching. Um, saw a really rare owl that's that's really a treat to see in our area. It's called a long-eared owl, uh, which is smaller than a great horned owl. It has thinner ears, but it's kind of the same coloration. But that was just a real big surprise to see him um, over in Collins Marsh. And saw several snowy owls again, and I saw a couple of northern shrikes, which are really cool birds. Um, that I'll talk about on the show. Uh, they're kind of like little carnivorous birds or, or um, what do you call it? It's like a little, it's a songbird, but technically they eat meat. So they eat other birds and they eat mice and things like that. Um, and they call them butcher birds. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Don called from Kakan and he had one in his bird feeder uh, where it flew in and grabbed something, but they actually eat um, songbirds and things like that. And they're known as butcher birds because they'll take them and they'll impale them on like um, barbed wire fence or thorns and trees and stuff like that just to to hold it in place while they eat. So that's speaking of breakfast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see one of those. Um, other than that, lots of just uh, traveling around, look at the winter scenes. Um, the, the thing that surprises me, though, and you hear it, you, you haven't really heard much about it. It's been on the news a couple times, but um, how little snow is actually out there. When you're driving around, out, you know, once you get out of the city, when you're driving around out in the farm fields and stuff, it's, it's pretty bare out there. There's not much snow at all. So uh, not much of a good insulating blanket out there. If you have some, some uh, marginally hardy plants in your garden, you might want to give them some extra protection because... Uh, there's not much insulation as far as snow cover out there in, in most areas. And that's been the big discussion this week, the fact that it's been freezing cold yeah. the last couple of weeks, yeah. but no snow. Right. It's almost too cold. Because to get the big, heavy snowstorm, you need relatively mild temperatures, you know, 20, 30 degrees to get the good, to get the good stuff like, a, like it's coming next week. But it looks like mostly rain now. So, yeah. And that's probably why it's, it's going up to 36, 32. Then it gets too warm and then it's rain. Yeah. <laughs> But, so. you know, I guess knowing you as an outdoors person, I think I already know the answer, but what would you rather go through? Well, we've been going through the last couple of weeks or what the no. East Coast has with the I'd rather blizzards. have with the East Coast. Truth, truthfully, I want if it's going to snow, I want a big storm. And if it's going to, I mean, I, I prefer snow over the bitter, bitter cold. I don't mind, you know, a day or two because we get a day or two of bitter cold below zero every year. But I'd rather have, you know, 20s and feet of snow than, you know, no snow and 20 below. Two eight one eleven fifty. The FloorQuest phone lines are open, or one eight six six eight eight seven eleven fifty. Yeah, and I have a question for you guys today. What I want to kind of know is, and I'm going to talk about some, uh, give you some ideas later on in the show. But I want to know how you plan to get closer to nature in 2018. So, kind of like, what is your New Year's resolution to get closer to nature, closer to outdoors, closer to your garden, whatever? What do you want to plant this year? You know, just some New Year's resolutions for gardeners and nature lovers. And I'd like to hear from you. I got a lot of responses on Facebook, but I want you guys to call in and tell me some of those too. And I will uh, go over some of my ideas for how you can get closer to nature or things you can do. Well, get close, year. but don't get too close. Uh, yeah, exactly, for some stuff. <laughs> Be very careful. I remember oh, it'd be like one of my birthdays, probably eight or nine years old, I got one of these, you know, uh, collect in- insects. Had this little vacuum. Oh yeah, suck yeah. them in. You put them in a little container. Oh yeah. The problem is when you get like a yellow jacket or a wasp, you don't. Like, oh. oh, I'm not touching that one out. <laughs> I don't want to take that one. Someone's got to touch it. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm sure he's not happy being put in there. But that was one way. I, besides that, and just lifting up rocks, I remember just seeing all yes. kinds of weird 
weird stuff because you never know. You have your average worms, and then you got different larvae. You're like, what's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember some of the worst experiences in my life were actually flipping over rocks. Really? <laughs> On that note, yeah. I remember I, when I was little up north um, at our cottage um, in, in the Crivets area, one time we were gathering rocks for to make like a, you know one of those outdoor fire pits. Mm-hmm. And I flipped one over, and there was uh, like a ground bee nest underneath there. Wow! And they yeah. attacked me like crazy. I was covered, covered with, um, uh, with, you know, swollen bee stings all over my body, my lips, my face. There's one picture out there that's floating around that I saw that my grandma had, uh, and it's me. And it, it looks like you see on in some of those you know comedies and TVs where cartoons where some get stung by bees and their whole face is swollen up. I was literally like that. Oh jeez! It was it was nasty. Um, and they didn't bring me to the hospital or anything, so I could have died that day. Um, and another one was when we were up north, same same place, but we were on the trail, and I flipped over one rock, and it was just full of these um, biting ants, you know, the red and black ones. Mm. And they just had swarmed all over me because I was, like, maybe three years old or something like that, and they were, like, all over my body. And it was just creepy. So, But now I love flipping over rocks because you can find really cool things. under there's salamanders and snakes and all sorts of stuff. Well, even after all that. It hasn't stopped you being the <laughs> no. nature person that you no. are. I just learned to be smarter. <laughs> Some people, when they go through that, I'm never going outside again. <laughs> right, exactly, yep, <laughs> exactly. But it's always amazing when you see, I mean, that's when I first learned that some ants can fly because you lift it up oh, and yeah. then they're trying to get away. All yep. the rocks are flipped. Yeah, those are the males. The males have wings. And, and we, we talked about that on the show back in, I think it was August. Every year in August and September, the ants swarm and all those mm-hmm. flying ants come out and people want, ask me, what are all those bugs I'm seeing? And those are ants. Those are um, uh, the male ants and the queens are flying up to uh, to mate and start a new colony. So when you think of ants, you're just thinking of the ones that get through your house, not the ones that can oh, fly around, yeah. <laughs> and even the queen ants. And so it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, that's one way to get part of nature. Obviously, going yeah. to a nature preserve here yeah. and there more often than make you a commitment have. to visit a nature center. Yeah, for sure. There's lots of different ways to do it now. Trying to get my thing up here, but my note's not coming up. Yeah, going visiting your local nature center. I mean, there's so many different things that I'll I'll talk about on the show too. And if you're listening, give us a call. I want to know how you plan to get closer to nature, specifically in uh, 2018. I keep well, keep screwing that up. You think about it. I mean, for people that just want to go close by, you have Hecra, you have Bubolts, you have High Cliff, but there are so many if you're willing to travel a few hours away. Yep. It's amazing how many places you can visit. Yeah, and you don't have to go far, and there's so much beauty out there really close to mm-hmm. home. So, Well, you yeah. can call in at 281-1150 or 1-866-887-1150. Our FloorQuest phone lines are open. Need to take a break? Be back with more Outdoors with Rob Zimmer after this on WHBY. I love this song. Welcome back to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. I'm Zach Morris. How did you find that? Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, it's not about iguanas, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, <laughs> Car- chameleon. Oh, I get it. Okay. 281 for the four quest phone lines. Thanks back my childhood. Let's head to the phone lines. We have Cheryl on the line. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. How are How you? you? <laughs> Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I had, uh, I'm going to make my garden bigger. Oh, excellent. Oh, and I'm going to plant a couple more flowers outside. Yep. What uh, kind of flowers? Uh, Do you know yet? They're going to be uh, more of the perennials. And, perennials? Um, yeah. 
For I birds got, and butterflies or just for pretty? Uh, for pretty. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. Yep, yep. I got the the long, geez, they're, they look like daisies, kind of. They're yellow. They're very, very tall. Oh, wild. Black-Eyed Susans? Yeah, I think that's what they are. Yep. 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 And I had another question. Yep. That, um, is it is it possibly too cold for, like, mice in your garage? I mean, is there a temperature that they would die? I don't think so. Mice are pretty, they can find, they can tuck into warm spots. That's, this time of year, they always say, um, is a good time of year to check your car and things like that because they, they know yeah. that's warm there, so... Um, but they're pretty good at finding the tiniest little places to stay warm. And uh, I've seen lots of mice, unfortunately, not at, not at my garage because I don't have one, but around, you know, you see tracks in the snow wherever you're hiking and things like that. So uh, yeah. I don't I don't think it ever gets too cold. And if it does, they probably just go underground just like chipmunks and, and other things do and just kind of wait it out. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think the cold would kill them. <laughs> no, I told uh, my friend that. I said I didn't think that they would do that because they did make a – yeah, uh, a mess of her car. Yes, the engine. They got into the engine. Oh, the, exactly. Yeah, there was something flopping in there, so it was a mouse nest, and it yeah. cost it over like a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, taken care of. They know where to go to stay warm because they can get any little bit of heat that comes off that engine, and they're gonna they're gonna yep. love it. So, <laughs> and then they made a little nest, and it was so cute because she said they they took nap uh, paper Kleenexes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you couldn't even see the hole in the box because it was a brand-new box. I don't know how they got inside of it. Yep. But then they trailed <laughs> all the way up to the to the engine where it was warm. Oh. And it was just a nightmare. Yeah, they but, can get into a tiny, tiny spot. You can barely see the holes. They don't need a hole much bigger than, like, a nickel, and they can they can get through it. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I'm going to make my garden in my yeah. My, my planters worked out really well this year, so I still have tomatoes left. I mean, <laughs> do you really? Yes, awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I, I knew that you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Fresh, are they like in a fruit cellar or basement or something? Yes, or? in the basement. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I, I kept them on the line. I mean, on um, the vine. The, yeah. On the vine, and I hung them in uh, a cardboard box. Oh, that's a good and, idea. You know, like they were on the vine yet, and they got ripe. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Ripening them on the vine. Yep. Yep. I love it. What else did okay. you grow? Oh, uh, just uh, lettuce, and I'm, I'm not that big yet, so uh, yeah. You know, I just like to, and then you know the lettuce turned out really well, and then I'm going to work on my uh, my other vegetables for next year, but nothing. I I tried corn and it didn't work. Oh yeah. Yeah, but weather related or just just space um, or. I just think the ground wasn't ready. I don't think they had enough. The, the cobs were about four inches, well, yeah, four oh. inches long. But you got some. Yeah. That's yeah. a start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I'm sure that the, the birds liked the idea and the chipmunks were happy. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, good luck on your garden. I can't wait to, to hear more about it this year and let us know what sure. what kind of flowers you decide on and what you're going to yep. grow and keep us updated. Okay. All right. Yep. Thanks, Cheryl. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yep, bye. bye. 281-1150. Let's head over to Rick. Morning, Rick. Morning, Rob. Hi, Rick. Great program. Thank you. How are you? We have a thing for, for January for people to do. It's called Soar with the Eagles. Yes. Along the Fox. And yep. It's, and it's, um, <clears throat> the sponsors are Bolt Manufacturing, Cellcom, uh, Xperia Specialty Solutions, NEW Printing, 
this, and you can pick up a brochure at probably at uh, your library. At uh, we picked up ours at the Nina Library. Uh, yeah, it's a marvelous uh, brochure. They start they start you out with a map. They give you a map, and they start you out at uh, in Kakana at Xperia Specialty Solutions and Thousand Islands uh, and the uh, Quarry Point Park, Riverside Park, uh, all these places along the Fox River, taking you all the way back up to Nina. Yes. At, at the lighthouse, probably, uh, let's see, the, yeah, Kimberly Point Park um, <clears throat> in Nina. But they have all these sites and a map to go with it. And it's really, uh, whoever uh, did, I mean, whoever did the, naturally, the, the program uh, brochure, it's an excellent guide uh, to, to see the eagles. And they, they, they keep in mind that the eagles are early risers. So this is for, yeah. the, for all those yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been talking, if you've been listening to the show, I've been talking about that the last two or three weeks, giving people previews of what's coming, the schedule and all of that. And I'm actually going to be talking more about that today because it actually starts next week. Yeah. I remember it used to be one day and now it's like two or three weeks full of events. So there's lots of stuff coming up starting next week. Yeah. January 13th and 20th. Yeah. Uh, to the 20th and then January 27th. Yeah. It's, it's really uh, quite a, quite a, um, yeah, it is, and they have lots of different programs from, like like you said, from Nina all the way to Kakana. You can go to the Nina Public Library. You can go to some places in Appleton I'll talk about, through Kakana, Thousand Islands, and things like that. Lots of programs every weekend for the next three weekends, um, and lots of opportunities to see the eagles and, and see them with um, you know, professional um, eagle watchers, eagle monitors, and guides and things like that. So not just you don't just have to go on your own and, and hope for, to see one. You can actually go there and almost be guaranteed and to see an eagle. They have a website. Eagles, yep. it, it, it's simply eaglesdaysalongthefox.org yep. for information and updates. Visit uh, visit that website, and it'll give you even more details. Yeah, they have the full schedule. They have the map that you were talking about on there, all the different information, um, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, excellent. it's going to be a fun two or three weeks. Yeah, excellent brochure to guide you. Oh, yes. Okay, well, that's, all right. that's well, what we got from this end of the all right. Well, thank you so much. Any anything else going on out there? A lot of ice. A lot of ice. A lot of ice. You're not seeing trucks out there, are you? <laughs> uh, everything. You know, we've seen everything out there. Oh, they are. And and I guess they that's said, scary. I guess they said that there is a good uh, foot and a half. Oh, is there? Okay. Because yeah. I just saw yesterday again down down in that area, another truck went through. So oh, well, in the Ashkosh area. So yeah, check with your local fishing uh, club. Yeah. Uh, fishing club, and they'll they'll help guide you where where you can go out. Yeah, especially now with the thaw coming, because that'll eat away at some of it from underneath, and then you can't tell. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, and happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, and enjoy Eagle Days. Yeah, I've been talking about that the last several weeks on the show. What's what's coming up for Eagle Days? And again, that starts already next week. It seems like it was a long time ago that I started talking about it, but next week is the first weekend, and you'll want to get out there and and check out the Eagle programs um, and the Eagles throughout every weekend, every Saturday for the next three Saturdays. And, of course, you can go anytime just on your own. You can go today and look for Eagles, and you'll see them. Um, but um, these are specific programs related to that, and I'll go over some of these in, in detail uh, later on in the show. But I want to start the top ten list. If Do we, do we have to? Or we do have time for a couple oh. of them, yeah. Okay. Uh, the top ten this list this week, what I'm doing is, uh, because people are getting sick of the cold, what I'm doing is top 10 plants to start from seed right now in in your home. So things you can grow right now and use right now at home So uh, from seed. So number 10, just kind of a fun little project. 
just regular grass. Grow grass in your home. It's really fun to grow grass in a you know a terracotta pot or a small decorative container and just plant some grass seed and watch it grow. I mean, just just t- this time of year to have a little. Um, a platter or, or container full of grass is just kind of a fun thing to do. And just put it in a sunny window or if you have a bright uh, bright room or sunroom or something like that. Grass is just a fun plant to grow, especially if you have kids. Number nine is uh, an annual flower, kind of an heirloom, that's a really fun one to grow right now indoors. Again, you, you do have to have growing lights or a sunroom or something like that, just about for any of these. Uh, some of them will work in just a bright sunny window. But if you have a sunroom, growing lights, a little greenhouse inside, uh, that's best. Uh, is number nine is bells of Ireland, which are a really cool um, annual kind of decorative um, plant. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a flower. It is a flower, but it gets like these tall spikes of green bell-shaped um, flowers, I guess you'd call them. Uh, but they're really cool, really fun. Um, a lot of people love them in arrangements, especially around you know um, St. Patrick's Day and things like that because there are green. So try bells of Ireland. And you can find these seeds. A lot of garden centers now have their seeds out already. Uh, number eight is kale. Grow some of your kale. Start it now from seed. Um, some of it you can snip and, and eat right away when it's fresh. Some of it you can just keep growing for summer. But start growing kale inside now. And number seven, coleus. Coleus are really fun to grow from seeds. A lot of people don't under, don't realize that and you can actually grow coleus from seeds. And you can buy the seed mixtures at most garden centers too. And you can get all different colors of coleus. And they're just fun because they're beautiful as soon as they come up. You know, they can be just a little tiny thing as big as a pencil eraser, and they still have all their colors. So coleus is just a fun, unusual plant to grow from seed. And number six is uh, grow some green onions. You can start growing green onions inside now, and you can use them in a couple weeks, you know, depending if you're just looking for the sprouts or um, the little sca- uh, scallions, things like that. But green onions are fun to grow from seed also indoors. So that's the top, the first six. We'll get re- we'll get we'll, we'll get the rest later in the show. All right, all right. We'll be back with more of outdoors with Rob Zimmer after this on WHBY. You're listening to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on WHBY. Our Fort Quest phone lines are open 281-1150 or 1-866-887-1150. Yeah, I got a I got a message from Troy who owns Valley Organics. He was uh, messaging me about, you know, the we were talking about the effects of the weather earlier. He said this is the time of year uh, this is why this type of year, winter, I should say, uh, when we have cold and no snow, this is when your lawn gets damaged. So this is why it's important to winterize your lawn, you know, before the the deep freeze sets in. And with the thaw coming up, you still have time to get some, uh, you know, get some product out there. If you need some, you can contact Valley Organics to for more information on that. But uh, once it gets cold again, you know, that damage is going to start up. But this is this type of weather is specifically why it's a good idea to winterize your lawn in the fall because when we have little snow and it's deep, deep cold, that's when some damage can occur. Uh, so contact Valley Organics if you're looking for some um, preventive measures to help pr- prevent further damage to your lawn this winter. And um, I want to, again, ask you guys to give us a call and let us know uh, how you plan to get closer to nature in 2018. So uh, whether it's in your garden or outdoors or, or projects you want to work on, wildlife you want to see, places you want to go, things like that, give us a call and just let me know how you plan to get closer to nature in 2018. Well, let's head to the phone lines. We have Jan on the line. Morning, Jan. Good morning. Hi, Jan. Hey. Happy New Year. 
thawed out a little bit getting in the building there. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hope my car starts when I go out. Right. <laughs> I wanted to tell folks what a wonderful, wonderful piece you have in this month's Appleton Magazine about the moon. Oh, thank it's you so beautiful. much. Beautiful. And also, to let people know, we had a full moon January 2nd. There'll be another one January 31st. And because of the shortness of February and the length of January, there's no full moon in February. Yeah. There are two again in March, March 3rd and March 31st. Poor February. That's yeah. when I was born, Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, that, thank you. I loved, that was a kind of a nice story to write. I just, I just was thinking of, an idea, of ideas to write about, and I thought I'm going to write about the moon because it was, uh, at, that, at that time, it was the last full moon. And I knew the wolf moon was coming, and I just wanted to talk about getting people outside and getting people in nature and all the different things they can see, especially at night. Because yeah. if you, you've listened, you've obviously listened to the show for a while. You know how passionate I am about getting people out at night. So oh, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's an Appleton Monthly magazine. So right. uh, find it uh, at a location near you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the wonderful article. Oh, thank you, and Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. I know too. Ellen Pesci talked about this year. There will be. I think a lunar eclipse, but we won't get to see it here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the date that they. It's this happen. one. It's the current. It's the coming one, the thirty-first. Oh, yeah, okay. the blue moon. Okay. Yeah, and I actually talked about that uh, yesterday on the show. the The full moon on the thirty-first of January, which is going to be, they call it the blue moon because it, they, you know, it happens once in a blue moon, but it's also called the blood moon because of that lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in some parts of the United States, like southwest of us, they're going to be able to see it, um, and and. You know, in, I think in Iowa they can see partial partial eclipse, but here we're really not going to notice much other than the color. It's supposed to be a really bright, bright reddish color, so they call it the blood moon. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's the second full moon in January. Then there's no full moon in, in February this year, which is mm-hmm. unusual. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, and, thank and you. Sure, thank you. Have a good weekend. You be too. Be warm tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> tomorrow will warm up. Oh, I'll be warm. I'll be in shorts tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Bye, Jan. Yeah, and speaking of the moon, um, other things to watch for, like um, this week was a good week for meteors. There was another meteor shower this week, and I saw a couple um, during the week. So keep watching. It, it peaked on the 4th, but you'll still see some uh, meteors each night. And really, any night throughout winter, it's possible to see them. But the, the shower, the first meteor shower of 2018 happened this past week, and we had clear skies all week long to see the moon and see uh, watch the full moon uh, rise and set each night and each morning. Um, and just to see, one thing I've noticed even um, this morning is how small it is compared to, you know, what it was just a couple of days ago. It was huge, you know, a full moon. And now, you know, almost half of the moon is already kind of shadowed away. So pretty cool. Well, even the moon, what was it, New Year's Day? It was really yeah. low. Yeah, it was and low. And it was yeah. big. Yeah, when it came up, yeah. It, the, that's the best time to see it, too, is when it's first coming up on the eastern horizon. It's usually the biggest. And then as it gets higher, it seems to get smaller and smaller because, it's you know, it's just a the effects of the atmosphere kind of magnifying it. And then it's big again when it sets in the morning. So, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, if you look in the western sky, it gets really big well, what again. What time of the day was? It was like 4 o'clock, yeah. and it was still yep. really huge. And you're looking at it. It's like yeah. the sun's still out, and yep. you've seen the moon. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's and been a while since up. I've seen it like that. Yeah, it was huge. That's why they call it the super moon, because it looks almost, I think, 15 30% bigger and brighter at mm. that time of year. And the next one is the super moon, too, on January 31st. Um which will be pretty cool. And that's two supermoons in one month. And that's the third of three supermoons in a row. So kind of pretty cool. Anyway, New Year's resolutions for gardeners. If you if you haven't made one yet, um, 
I have a couple ideas for you. I just want to talk about some ways you can get closer in nature this year. Uh, the first one, obviously, is you have to make time for it. And this is my biggest passion. That's why I'm here. That's why I do my Facebook page. That's why I do everything I do. Uh, you really have to make time for it. It's not Nature isn't something that you just go and visit once or twice a year when you're on vacation. Nature should be something that you're in or immersed in or enjoying You know, every day, 24, day, 24 hours a day. Well, maybe not 24 hours a day but 365 days a year. So you have to make time for it. Um, some of these events that I talk about, some of these wildlife, you know, wonders and, and cool things, you know, they only happen like one or two days of the year. And if you if you miss it, you know, you miss it. So you got to make time to get out there and enjoy the stuff. A um, couple ideas I have. Um, and again, if you have ways you want to get closer to nature this year, please give us a call. But um, first of all, plant natives for pollinators and wildlife. Plant native plants in your garden. Uh, if you want to bring nature home instead of having to travel and see it, you know you can bring nature home right to your backyard. Plant native wildflowers, native grasses for birds and butterflies and things like that. And that's uh, an easy thing to do. You can go to a lot of different native uh, plant nurseries um, and garden centers and get native plants like purple coneflowers and black-eyed Susans and so many other cool ones uh, that are easy to grow and beautiful and provide food for butterflies and hummingbirds and songbirds and things like that. Um, another really easy one is buy a state's park sticker and use it. Take advantage of it. Go to High Cliff State Park or, or whatever state park is closest to you. Buy a sticker and then take advantage of it throughout the year. Um, you know, a lot of people just buy them and use them once or twice, but really make it a point to get out there and visit. We have, you know, 50 to 100 different state parks and state forests in our in our state that you can use with that sticker and get in for free. Um and you haven't been to them all because even I haven't been to them all. So uh, get out there and explore them because there's so many amazing parks, you know, from over on the Mississippi River to the Lake Superior Shore and over to Lake Michigan and all the way down to the, the border. There are just so many parks out there to explore, and each one is different in its own way. Um, and make it a point to get out there every weekend or as often as you can and visit some of those locations because uh, we have some amazing state parks and state forests in Wisconsin go more than just those two or up yeah. to five times where you're like, yeah. Yeah, okay, I've been there enough. Right. Try to get them more. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole point. And make that, you know, that $30 purchase is well worth it because you can explore a different state park every weekend for the year, um, even two every weekend. So that would be 100 different places. Um, I have a little challenge. I want people to try to learn to identify um, 10 of the following. I want you to try to learn uh, either on your own or through me or whatever you want to do, but learn to identify 10 different birds 10 different wildflowers, and 10 natural sounds. So that's kind of a cool challenge out there uh, if you want to get closer to nature. Try to be able to identify 10 birds just from seeing them. And a lot of people can or, or um, already, but if you can't, if you, if you find that a challenge, make it a point to, to get out there and look and try to find 10 birds that you can identify just like that or 10 wildflowers throughout the year or 10 sounds. A lot of people are, are perplexed by the sounds that they hear when they're out hiking, um, even common things like, like gray tree frogs and green frogs and, and things like that. They don't realize that it's a frog making that sound or certain birds or certain animals. Uh, learn to identify 10 different sounds, too. So that's a nice way um, to get closer to nature also. Um, another challenge is um, a lot of people I know, they'll go to one place like once a year, and then that's it for the year. You know, say like Green Bay Botanical Garden. I have so many people who go, who'll go up there one time a year, and then they won't go back and see it the rest of the year. I want you to pick one location, uh, one spot, whether it's a, a park or a nature center or a public garden, something like that. 
And be sure to visit it at least once a month throughout the entire year because that way you can see all the amazing changes that happen during that year. You know, you'll see completely different plants in bloom, completely different colors, completely different, you know, animals maybe, things like that. But get out there, pick a spot, and just go there at least once a month throughout the year. And take pictures so you can remember that spot, what it looked like at that time of year. Because, you know, if people go to Green Bay Botanical Garden in May, you know, you'll see tulips and daffodils and lilacs and things like that. But then you don't go back. And you're completely missing, you know, the summer bloom and you have coneflowers and, um, you know, hydrangeas and daylilies and lilies and all that stuff. And then you go in the fall and see all the gorgeous fall colors and the ornamental grasses and stuff. So pick a spot and go there at least once a month. And I'll have more coming up if, if I don't get more from you guys. Well, let's head to the phone lines because we have Steve on oh, the line. Hi, Steve. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, I have a good. question for you regarding, okay. you know, you talked about planting native things to attract butterflies and stuff. Well, I've got a bunch of milkweed plants that are growing in a high-traffic area right by our fence and up around the house. I don't know. They just started. I've got a dozen or so of these. Can you transplant those? I'd like to get them away from the house where, uh, like, my dog can't get it. Yeah. It depends what kind of milkweed. Is it is it the tall purple one or is it the orange milkweed or do you know what kind it is? I want to say it's more of a green and white kind of flower that comes out on it. Oh, green and white. Okay. Is, this, is it in the shade or is it? It's. Yeah, it's sun. in the shade most of the afternoon. In the morning, it would catch a little sun, but uh, in the afternoon, it's mostly shade. And I didn't know if you had if you could transplant these things or if you had to start them from seed yeah. because it, I don't want to dig them up and, and kill them. Yeah, like so, some of them at least. Yeah, if it's common milkweed, common milkweed tends to be the the hardest to transplant because uh, what it is underground, it's basically just one rootstock, and it, it, once you transplant it, it takes a couple years to come back. Because it'll, it'll, it'll sleep the first year, and then it'll kind of creep up the following years. Um, the more of a root ball you can get around it, the more luck you'll have. You know what I mean? So the, the bigger piece, the bigger chunk you can get out and move that whole thing so it barely even realizes it's being moved, you're going to have more success. Um, some of the other milkweeds, though, like the, the more compact ones, they transplant easier. But the tallest, you know, common milkweed with the big balls of, of flowers, those tend to be the hardest to transplant. Yeah, and these go to about four feet, I think. Yeah, so it's probably it's probably the common milkweed. Um, you can you can try the best time to do it would be early in the spring when they're just coming up, when you just see the shoots starting to come up. Um, okay. Otherwise, if you do it too late, they'll just kind of wither away once you once you transplant them. Um, but dig out, you know, take the whole root ball, the the soil and everything. The minute you start shaking soil off and loosening it up, that's when you're probably going to lose it. You won't lose it, but it'll take longer to come back. Okay, and I was, I was curious as to when, when's the best time to move it in the yeah. spring or the fall. But the, yeah. yeah, I'd like to get those out and cluster them a little bit because I know they do attract the monarch butterflies. We yes. around the house and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And once they're established, like like you're finding out, they can spread pretty quick and make a make a big clump, But and they can get a lot bigger than some people realize, too, some of them. Um, but, yeah, I would do it in the spring when you just see the shoots. You know, when the shoots are two, three, you know, six inches tall, then they're easier to manage. You won't break them off and everything. Um, and okay. the key, again, is just to take as much of that soil around them as you can so they don't even realize they're being moved and then just put the whole clump somewhere else. Um, Very good. I want to do that. I'm looking forward to that because I like seeing those butterflies come in. Yeah, yeah. It was a great year for monarchs this past year, so um, yeah. hopefully that will continue. And it's because of people doing, you know, what you're doing, growing milkweed at home. Well, very so, good. Thanks so much. For you're your welcome, help. Steve. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Need to take a break. Back with more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer after this on WHBY.
Welcome back to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. And Rob, a lot of events to go over. Yeah, lots of events happening, some of them today. So I want to go through these really quick. Uh, we're getting short on time already. But today at Ledgeview Nature Center in Chilton, they're doing a brunch and learn on eagles. So if you've ever wanted to learn about bald eagles and you're looking for something to do, uh, head on over to Ledgeview Nature Center. Check out their website or their Facebook page for more information. But uh, yeah, they're doing a brunch and learn today on bald eagles. Also today, this evening, over at Mosquito Hill Nature Center is their really cool take a walk on the dark side hike. So you can they're actually going to have a natural sled hike uh, through the woods and you know along the, the oxbow ponds there and stuff at night. So you can listen for owls, listen for uh, different birds, uh, listen for uh, different night sounds. Like maybe you'll hear, um, who knows what you'll hear. You could hear raccoons and um, all different cool stuff. Maybe some coyotes, but you can also look up and look at the sky. Hopefully it'll stay clear, see some constellations, see the moon, uh, things like that. So that's going to be a cool event uh, tonight. Um, on the 13th, Eagle Days along the Rip Fox River starts, and we talked about that earlier on the on the show. Uh, lots of events coming up on the 13th um, at Sorry, my thing's not moving here. At the Atlas Waterfront Cafe uh, right here in, in town, they're doing the – from 1030 to noon, uh, they're going to be doing the eagle monitors who are going to be out that morning monitoring eagles all along the Fox River um, are going to be coming in and giving their results. And then the DNR is going to give a presentation um, on – what these informational um, monitors, the, the research that has been shown over the last several years, you know, trends and things like that. So you get an update on the eagles, eagle population and what they're doing and how they're faring in Wisconsin, which is actually really good. And earlier that morning, you can actually join Eagle Monitors at several of those sites uh, that are on that map that, that Rich talked about earlier in the show. You can get a, a map um, or you can find it also on eagledaysalongthefox.org. You can actually join these volunteer eagle monitors that we've talked to on the show several times when they're out there monitoring and see what they're looking at and what they're looking for. So that's a cool opportunity there. Um, on the 16th and 18th, I'm actually going to be doing a program on snowy owls. So if you're interested in snowy owls and want to learn about snowy owls and see lots of pictures of them, where to find them, what they're doing, things like that, um, I'm going to be doing a program at Cedar Ridge on Tuesday the 16th at – uh, 6 p.m. and Thursday the 18th at 1 p.m. So contact them to um, set up a, a time to come in there and see that. On the 20th again, and I know we're short on time. Maybe I'll cover this more next week. But the 20th is the big day, the 20th and the 27th for Eagle Days along the Fox um, at the Paper Discovery Center, the Nina Public Library. They're doing several events there, several different programs. And then at Thousand Islands on the 27th, so and the Kakana Public Library. So I'll talk more about those specific events uh, coming up next week. All right. Show. Well, now it's time for our Wildlife Wonder of the Week. Wildlife Wonder of the Week. There it is. What's that? It's a duck, right? <laughs> what kind of duck? Anybody know? That's a mallard. That's my wildlife of the week because right now it's such a cool time to see mallards. You know, a lot of people think these ducks all fly south for the winter, but there's probably more mallards here right now than there are uh, in the summer. If you go to places like Thousand Islands, uh, Bay Beach Wildlife Sanctuary in Green Bay has just hundreds and hundreds of them. I see them in Manitowoc along the river, wherever there's open water, uh, even downtown at, at Lutz Park and along the river there. Um, along Old Oneida Street. Mallards are just beautiful. They're the traditional. The males have the green heads. The females are kind of brown overall. Uh, bright orange feet, bright orange bills on the male, kind of a mottled orange and brown bill on the female. But mallards are actually uh, one of the most common ducks uh, in North America. Um, I actually think, my prediction is the wood ducks have overtaken them because I see a lot more wood ducks lately than, than mallards. But beautiful ducks. They're the classic, you know, big 
um, green-headed duck. They're the the origin of most farm ducks you see. So a lot of the farm ducks you see look similar to a mallard. Uh, they're, they're hybrids of mallards and other ducks. So um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, the mallard is thought to be the most abundant and wide-ranging duck on earth. So wherever you go in the world, you can probably see them. Uh, here in Wisconsin, obviously, they're very common. You see them in just about every wetland. Every, every nature center has nesting mallards, all the marshes. Um, and like I was talking about before, the, the, the Bay Beach Wildlife Sanctuary, Thousand Islands, are a great place to see them. Uh, beautiful little birds. And the males right now are in their bright green breeding plumage. Later in summer, they kind of lose that and then go back to the green later in the fall. Um, but they're already starting to court and get ready for, uh, for spring nesting. And as early as March, they'll start nesting here in Wisconsin. I remember a couple years ago, it was actually February, where there was that, we actually found a hen mallard nest uh, behind a, a sign. And they nest in funny places. They'll nest far away from water um, in people's backyards and in parking lots and things like that. And the female makes a feather nest and lays her eggs. And they'll start pretty early. Like I said, as soon as it warms up, you know, late February, March, there'll be mallards on nests throughout the area. Well, now it's time to finish up the top 10 oh. lists of the week. Number five. I just put that away. I forgot about that. All right. Top, top 10 or top five um, plants to start from seed right now in your home. So things you can grow right now. Number five is carrots. You can grow little baby carrots or big carrots if you have a, a right size container. Grow carrots indoors right now. You can harvest the greens, eat those, or you can wait for the, the carrots themselves to come up. Those are fun. Number four is chives and really herbs in general. A lot of herbs you can grow from seed right now if you have a bright sunny window or growing lights. Chives are fun to start now because you can snip them and eat them as soon as they start to come up, basically. Um, thyme, uh, lemongrass is a really good one to start now from seed. All different herbs you can start growing. Basil and uh, cilantro, parsley, all that stuff you can start growing right now if you have a bright sunny window, a sunroom, or growing lights. Number three, another fun one uh, is nasturtiums. Nasturtiums are really fun to grow from seed inside. They give you bright color. Um, you know, the, the flowers, the leaves, you can get nasturtiums that have really cool variegated foliage or regular, you know, green foliage, really cool um, round, uh, like lily pad-like leaves, and then you get the flowers later too. But they're a really great plant to start indoors from seed and enjoy all winter long. Pansies and violas, they're another great one to start from seeds now. Uh, you'll get some color in, you know, more a month or so, a month, six weeks, you should have color on some of those. And my number one plant to start from seed right now is all your different lettuces. It's so fun to grow lettuces indoors all winter long. You can get the red lettuces and the purple lettuces and the green lettuces, mix them all together, and you can grow a salad right in your window or right in your sunroom under growing lights and enjoy it all winter. And you cut it and it comes right back. So yeah, just some fun plants to grow inside now. All right. Well, that wraps it up. All right. That was fast. For this Saturday edition of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, but don't forget... Tune in next Friday from 4 to 5. You'll hear Rob. Yep. And Happy course, New Year. And, of course, always, always on Saturday mornings from 7 till 8. Yep. Well, Rob, have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. You see ya. Under the Hood with Dean Juliar up next on WHBY. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.